0: Something interesting happened in the SEC Saturday night, and Auburn fans did not react the way I thought they would.
1: Listen, put me in the parking lot, you know, um, with Bears, and I'll go out there and play. It don't matter. You are Locked on Auburn. Your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part
0: of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Yes, welcome on into to Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby, and thank you so much for making Locked On Auburn your first listen every single day. Joining me as yes, he does every single Monday, Lindsey Crosby, writer at AuburnDaily.com, also the host of Locked On MLB Prospects. We'll get to Auburn's victory over Western Car- uh, Kentucky, not Western Carolina, Western Kentucky. We'll talk about that in a moment, and Daryl and I did a pretty deep recap of it yesterday but Lindsay, i want to start here when i was watching old miss really just get their face kicked in <sighs> against arkansas right i mean it, it was bad. bad it was bad the, the final was 42 27 it actually felt worse than that right it, it felt worse than that and there were pictures of lane kiffin looking extremely disinterested on the sideline and, and the offense i mean i've seen like every time i looked up they were doing something bad turning it over whatever it may be and so I'm watching this Saturday night after, you know, getting done doing all of, you know, our game stuff, whether it's through Lockdown Auburn or, or Auburn Daily, whatever it may be. And Lindsay, I'm like, man, Auburn fans are going to love this. They're going to eat this up. It's like, he's clearly over this, right? Because the biggest argument for leaving Ole Miss is like, he, he, he's hit the ceiling at Ole Miss. You can't take that next step. But Lindsay, that's not the narrative that I've heard from this. So many Auburn fans are, are screenshotting the stats or the final score, and they're saying, why would you want this guy? Why would you want Lane Kiffin? And this, <laughs> I cannot stress enough. I think that's ridiculous.
1: Yeah, there's a single game is not a large enough sample size for any coach to say whether he's good or he's bad. You could go take a game that Brian Harson coached last year and screenshot that out of context and be like, Brian Harsin's great. Why would you ever fire that guy? Sure. The fact remains, Lane Kiffin has taken that old Miss team farther than anybody expected in a very short period of time. He has shown that he can he can build offenses. He has shown that he players want to play for him. He can identify talent. When Sean Judkins wanted to come to Auburn and he would, could not get an offer, Lane Kiffin went and picked him up and he ran all over Auburn when we played. Mm -hmm. So he's given a lot of examples to show why like much larger bodies of work to show why he is the guy versus that one loss against Arkansas that that people think this is why he shouldn't be the guy.
0: Yeah, and and if you mention that, they'll say, well, what happened against LSU? What happened against Alabama? And I'm like, stop it. That's the whole argument we're all trying to make here is Lane Kiffin can do really cool things at Ole Miss and maybe every few years he can get 10 to 11 wins depending on how the chips fall. But the argument is he can also do this at Auburn and have more resources and access to better talent, access to better coaching staffs and more money and better facilities. That's the whole point that we're trying to make is the fact that he's able to get to this point with Ole Miss, he's going to be able to take that next step forward with Auburn because despite what people want to say, Auburn is a significantly better job. I was just shocked. I was just very, very surprised how the response to this was negative towards Lane Kiffin. Because it it just doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. And people, I guess, that are pro-Kiffin or just think it's funny and just want to add to the conversation, which is fine, whatever. Like screenshotting him on the sideline, looking incredibly like not in tune with what's going on, right? Or, you know, speculating, oh man, Lindsey, maybe the team has given up on him. Maybe they know and they just, you know, they don't want to play hard for a coach like that. That's what I thought we would see more of to start off this Thanksgiving week, but we're, we're not really seeing that. And, and Lindsay, at this point, I still believe Lane Kiffin will be Auburn's next head coach. We've said that since immediately after Brian Harson was fired. We wrote about it at auburndaily.com. I'm standing by that, which I don't think is a hot take at this point, but I still believe, despite what, the, what a lot of Auburn fans are saying and Ole Miss's bad loss to Arkansas, uh, I, I still believe Lane Kiffin will be Auburn's next head coach.
1: And the big thing for Auburn, too, is a lot of Ole Miss fans, some of them want him gone after that Arkansas loss, which is also wild to me. Uh, He's the best thing to ever happen to your school. I don't know why you want him gone. But um, some of the Ole Miss fans are also saying, well, look at the contract extension offer that we gave him. Why would he leave? We're going to pay him $9.5 million a year is kind of the reported number of what his salary would be. He's at 7.25 right now, and he'd go to somewhere around 9 to $9.5 million. Mm -hmm. Uh, I have a couple thoughts on that. And the first one is Mark Stoops at Kentucky just got an extension that brings his salary to $8.6 million. But if you notice, when they talked about the extension, it was announced like what, Friday or or Saturday? But he signed it on November 11th. So it was already done. It was done the Friday, like the Friday before they announced that they had already reached and signed an extension with him. Lane Kiffin Mm. has been offered an extension. He has not signed it. Yeah. Yeah. And to me, if you're going to stay, it's really easy to just sign the contract extension when they give it to you.
0: Yeah, this offer seems, and the news, right? The news of it leaking out throughout, you know, I guess Mississippi radio seems to be the original source of all of this reporting. It seems interesting. It's like, why wasn't this handled behind closed doors? And I think the answer is you know, if you're the old Miss AD and he's in short term the best coach that you've had, you got to send the message to the fan base of like, look, guys, I'm trying. I'm, I'm trying to keep him here. I promise. But it doesn't really feel like that. It doesn't really feel like it was uh, this big, like, ploy to, to keep him. Which is interesting. Uh, and we can read into that however way, whichever way that we want here. But I, I just, I don't really buy it. Like, I, I'm sure the the extension offer exists. But to me, it seems really, really weird that if he was going to accept that a few weeks later. Because you're right, you don't really hear That happened. That happened. You know, the news breaks after the fact. And the fact that the news was just, yeah, Ole Miss offered, you know, Ole Miss offered an extension, which proves that all the smoke is real. But to me, I I think this is just Ole Miss saving face. I don't know how much they really think that he's actually going to sign it.
1: And the analogy that works here, anybody, any guy who's proposed to, to his spouse knows this, is you don't ask the question if you don't already know the answer. You know, you don't <laughs> a, you don't ask a girl to marry you if you don't know if she's going to say yes or not. Sure. And Old Miss offering the extension and it coming out that the extension was offered but has not been signed. That's what they are doing here. Yeah, I mean, there's that
0: serious talk right a few months before you actually pop the question. It's like, OK, are we doing this? Like if I add, like, are you in like, are you ready to, to you know, to, to, to settle down and do this thing? And you know the answer then, right? And then you got to then you get to do the you know the the pop and circumstance of it all. So I'm totally there with you.
1: Asking the question is not supposed to be stressful. It's supposed to be fun. (laughs) And I guarantee you, there are old Miss fans right now who are stressed about whether or not Lane Kiffin is going to sign that extension and stay. And the fact that you are stressed means he's probably not staying. It it leans because, like you said, it's Auburn can more than match the money. We know that we've seen Auburn pay for how many head coaches. Now? Like Auburn can right. more than match the money, but like you said, the facilities are better. The state mm-hmm. of NIL is better. Mm-hmm. Just about every facet of it is better at Auburn than at Old Miss. Short right. of we don't don't have a fancy field with some oak trees to tailgate called the Grove. Like that's the only thing that Ole Miss has over Auburn.
0: That's true. We do have a lot of white tents when it comes to tailgating, though.
1: Uh, Saturday's Senior Day was very, very cool,
0: and a lot of the, the folks that were celebrated as seniors actually have eligibility left, and we want to spend a second on that before we look ahead to the Iron Bowl in just a second. Right here on Locked on Auburn, today's show is brought to you by our friends at Simply Safe. If you've thought about securing your home with home security, but ha- uh, you've been putting it off, now's a great time to do it. There's a lot of stats that, uh, that, that robberies, home robberies, and home invasion, things like that, uh, tick up a little bit during the holiday season because they know that you got all the goods. They know where the goods are, they're under the Christmas tree. So you want to make sure that your home is protected uh, by Simply Safe. I use Simply Safe, Lindsay uses Simply Safe. Great experience. Very easy to use app. I'm a big fan of well designed UI with your um, your user interface with your application. But Simply Safe is a home home security system with advanced sensors for every room, window, and door. HD security cameras inside and out. You can customize this thing however much you want. If you're in an apartment, if you're in a big old house, if you're in a you know a, a house with a lot of land, they've got all kinds of different options. They mail it all to you in a box. With uh, step-by-step instructions on how to set everything up in your Simply Safe app. So don't miss your chance to save big on the only security system that I recommend to get 50% off the new Simply Safe system. Just go to simplysafe.com slash on college. There is no safe like Simply Safe. We also talk about uh, efficiency, right? And with all this coach speak happening throughout, you know, this coaching carousel, you know, Lane Kiffin says this is a presser. You know, Carnot Williams says this at a present. You know, what does it all mean? Well, I love that our friends at the drugstore, their name. That's where you get your drugs, your prescriptions, anything that you need for your health. The drugstore has you covered. They've got flu, pneumonia, shingle and tetanus vaccines available. Walk in at any time. They have a friendly staff, very knowledgeable staff. Oh, yeah, and local. These are local folks. I went to high school with them in Auburn. They went to Auburn University. And then they went on to get really, really smart. And, and, and they, uh, you know, they're, they're running a the drugstore now. It's awesome as pharmacists. So uh, they've also got BioLite and Liquid IV available in store. But man, they, they're good folks. They're good folks. Got a drive through. They can deliver. They've got it all. So be sure to check out the drugstore. Move all your prescriptions over to the drugstore. Lindsey Crosby, our guest, as he is every single Monday. So looking at the seniors, and I really should use air quotes when I say seniors because some of the guys that were recognized Saturday, not seniors, but I guess it's just their nod of saying like, okay, thanks for coming to Auburn. Love you so much. Um, But like Shedrick Jackson is a super senior. He is out of eligibility. There is not another true senior as a running back or a wide receiver. Tight end room, John Samuel Shanker, red-shirted super senior. He's done. He's out of here. He's been here
1: 27 years.
0: That's right. Uh, the super seniors on the offensive line Alec Jackson, Nick Brahms, Austin Troxel, and Brandon Council. Those guys are gone. Defensive line, similar situation. Marquise Burks, Morris Joseph out of eligibility. But the next group there, uh, Colby Wooden was one of the defensive linemen that was recognized as a senior. And he has eligibility left. In fact, I think he's actually just a junior. Lindsay. He's listed on the roster as a
1: junior, like a true yeah, junior. I think he's a he's true played junior. For three seasons. Yeah,
0: right. And so it's like he could come back. I don't think any of us are expecting him to come back, but I do think that's a note worthy of mentioning. Uh, Derek Hall, Ecuoliota, Marcus Bragg were honored. Owen Papo. Owen Papo is a guy that I would not be shocked if he came back, Lindsay.
1: Yeah, Ed, he hasn't looked the same post injury as he did pre-injury. And I think it's all going to depend on when he asks for feedback from the NFL, that process you do where you, you know, you, you send the letter and they send you back the evaluation of the Mm -hmm. range of rounds you think you should be in. I think he may get a round information that is farther back in the draft than he wants. And if he comes back, uh, there will be snaps for him. I mean, we have so many linebackers that, We stuck with Wesley Steiner and Cam Riley all year. And Mm -hmm. there's obviously, that wasn't good enough. Linebacker play has been the hard part here. And so, he may come back. And if he comes back for that super senior year, I think he has the potential, depending on who the defensive coordinator is, to raise his draft stock and get back into the higher parts of the draft. I would like to see him be used
0: differently. And Auburn's going to need help, like with the edge, and you know he'd have to gain some weight a little bit. But I, I think athletically, like as a blitzer, that's kind yeah. of what his strength is. I don't know if he's like a true like inside linebacker, but yeah, he's we'll see. he's really and I think NFL, as a middle linebacker. Yeah, and I think I think the NFL may want him to play DB or nickel. So we'll we'll see what that looks like. I, I he's played his best few games of the season in the last month. And so maybe maybe it took him a while to kind of get back into the swing of things after his injury, but I thought that was interesting. Nehemiah Pritchett has a COVID year that he could use. That was another one where it's like, is it, I don't think he's like a draftable player right now. I don't really know, like, and I love corners, right? And I love Auburn corners, but when you look at Nehemiah Pritchett, like. Whenever I evaluate players, whatever level it is, the first question I ask is, what do you do well? And I have a hard time answering that for Nehemiah. I think he's a good player, but like as far as traits that just pop off the page at you, I, I, I have a hard time finding some with Pritchett.
1: He's one of those guys, and using the baseball analogy here, he's one of those guys where none of his tools are plus, but everything's at least average or above average. Like he's, he's well-rounded. He can do a lot of different things, but he's not going to be the best on your team at any of those things. Mm -hmm. So he's versatile. He's useful. He's a good football player. He's just not, he doesn't have the glaringly obvious tool. He's not a lockdown, like lockdown in coverage. He's not the absolute best in run support. Like there's just, there's Mm. enough issues with every facet of his game where it's like, okay, he's not, he doesn't excel at anything.
0: Yeah. I I just feel like when, from an NFL point of view, looking at uh, all the college corners that are coming out. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of Nehemiah Pritchett's. And I just think you could do more if you stayed another year. Maybe NIL can convince them. But that that was the one where I was like, Nehemiah is a senior? Well, okay, I guess he is. And then you look at it and it's like, well, I feel like if he has another year, like I kind of think he should use it. So I think yeah. he and Owen are kind of in the same boat to some extent. We'll see. The fact that he walked out there for senior day, probably is a, enough of a sign where it's like okay like you can't have two senior days right like you couldn't do it again next year that'd be weird right but maybe not i don't know
1: um i've seen people walk at graduation and it turns out they failed a class and they had to walk again it happens man
0: i wouldn't go that second time
1: i've seen i've seen people just not go the second time yeah i wouldn't either but their
0: parents had to make them do that
1: did they anders carlson did anders carlson walk at senior year Senior night last year? He was on the graphic that we looked at from last year's senior year. Senior night.
0: Oh, I don't know. I don't remember.
1: He probably walked at senior night and then came back this year because of the injury. So Yeah,
0: that's interesting. Um, So, yeah, we'll see. I I think that's worth monitoring moving forward as um, there's going to be a lot of decisions to be made. As, far as roster management over the next few weeks all right i want to talk about the iron bowl what can auburn do to pull off the upset i kind of think auburn's in a. I think auburn's a scary team from a bama point of view and we'll touch on that in just a moment right here on locked on auburn this week's thrilling moment in college football is brought to you by nissan the thrilling designs behind the new lineup from nissan they're intended to empower drivers and vehicles as capable of the drivers themselves. And when I think about unbelievable abilities on the field for this week's thrilling moment, we mentioned two key plays when we did this read on yesterday's show. So I'm going to do something a little different. I'm going to talk about uh, Jarquez Hunter's 40-yard touchdown pass uh, to, um, to Coy Moore. That was electric. I think it was actually 20 yards. Not I say that out loud. 40 seems like too much. I think it was actually 20 yards to Coy Moore. But still, Uh, very cool, allowed Auburn to open up the playbook a little bit. You can tell that the offense had a blast running that play and we're super happy for for Jarquez and Coy Moore, and it helped Auburn kind of get that momentum back earlier in the game. So this segment's been inspired by the thrilling new designs featured across Nissan's new lineup of vehicles. Pursue what thrills you in the all-new Frontier, Armada, or Pathfinder today. Available now at NissanUSA.com. Lindsey, final few moments here. So Auburn's like a 26-point dog in this one, according to our friends that bet online. I don't think that line is wrong. I would have guessed a little lower. I would have guessed like 18 or 19 to 20. I don't think I would have guessed almost four touchdowns.
1: Yes. Uh, but I, I'm scores. not arguing with it. <laughs> Three scores made sense to me. Um, but it, it's I would rather them overstate it and cover and them understate it, and us not be able to do it. Mm-hmm. Now that I don't think now that I don't think we can do it. I just also have questions about whether or not we can do it.
0: it's um it's in Tuscaloosa,
1: obviously. doesn't help.
0: This is an Alabama team, and I just know this from listening to Luke Robinson, host of Lockdown on Band. We'll do a crossover with him later in the week. But this is a team that like doesn't have like an alpha outspoken leader like bryce young is obviously very good he's he won the heisman uh will anderson is obviously very good but these guys aren't like vocal dudes and that's kind of what this team has been missing over the course of this season which you know bama fans will call it a down year and it's like all from an auburn point of view it's like man I, i would love to just have two losses right now good for them but this is a team like when going into it it was like college football playoff or bust and they would need like 30
1: things to happen in order for them to make the college football playoff so it wasn't playoff or bust it was national championship game or bust yeah I mean, you're I right i don't think just making the college football playoff is satisfying to alabama fans which is one wild what a what a world to live in
0: Oh, no, good for them yeah yeah i mean take it if you can get it Golly. good for them for sure but i, I think I think if they play the type of game that Carnell Williams wants them to play and just highlight Tank Bigsby and Jarquez Hunter as much as humanly possible and just keep the offense on the field and inspire the pass rush to do what it was able to do against Bryce Young last year. Because Bama's offensive line is not significantly better than it was a year ago. And I think Auburn's pass rush is better than it was a year ago. be really nice to have that Kuliota in this game, sure, but... I think with what Colby Wooden and Derek Hall, the way they've played the last few weeks, I think the pursuit is going to be there. I think from a top-to-bottom standpoint, I think coverage is better. Alabama doesn't have these elite receivers that they typically do. They're very good, but they're not like, you know, first-round draft picks all over the place like you typically see. I think this team is beatable. I I really, really do. It's just, can Auburn
1: execute and play the style of football that Carnell Williams wants them to? And the question for me when I'm looking at the matchups, uh, Alabama's 14th in the country in rushing defense at 107.8 yards per game. But how much of that was Alabama has been up and you're throwing to catch up because this offense led by Bryce Young can score plenty of points? Mm. Uh, you know, the, they've had a very good running back, Jamar Gibbs. They got a Georgia Tech, Jameer. Uh, Jameer. You know, he. He escaped, Georgia Tech. And so yep. how much of that is the skill of Alabama and how much of that is the game script that opponents have been in? Uh, I do think, I mean, we've seen Auburn now break 250 on the ground in three straight games. Mm-hmm. And Auburn, under Cadillac Williams, has figured something out about sure. this is the way we have to scheme this offense. This is the way that we have to, Wilfred and Ike Kilgore calling plays and doing a game plan. They figured something out. Does it work against Alabama? We just don't know. We don't know. But
0: if I was Alabama and and I'm doing several Alabama shows this week, and I look forward to having this conversation with them, we'll have those here as well. But this Auburn team has nothing to lose and has a head coach that is emotional as you could possibly get in college football right now. And the players are responding to it at a high level. And to me, it's like, I wouldn't want to play that in this in this situation. Am I picking Auburn? I probably am not. But just when you look at it, and, and I'm trying to put myself in Alabama's shoes, and I look at this Auburn team coming in, I would not want to play them.
1: No, this has to be, this, this should be a very stressful week if you're a coach at Alabama. Because like you said, I mean, this Auburn team could do just about anything they can open the, they can, Fran can throw the entire bag at this. Cause there's, mm-hmm. there's probably not a bowl game in the future. There's a possibility. You have five wins. There's a possibility. CB, they select you. CBS
0: projected us to play Baylor in the Liberty bowl.
1: Yeah. I like your idea better. You had on yesterday's show of playing the Idaho potato bowl, but Gosh, that'd be hilarious. But, uh, and one, and if we, if Auburn, just to sidetrack here, if Auburn does get invited to a bowl, as a fan, you should want them to do it because the new coach gets practices with his players. He gets sure. more time on the field with them and instruction. There's so much less you can do with a team uh, if they're not going to a bowl game. You're pretty much limited to like film review and lifting weights, and that's like all you can do.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I would want I want Robbie Ashford and Holden Gurner getting getting as many reps as possible. And then some of these younger offensive linemen, like Garner Langlow. I mean, you, you want those guys getting as many reps as you possibly can. Guys are going to have to play next year, and so uh, I, I'm with you. I'm with you on that. But we'll we'll talk about this Iron Bowl all week long, um, Lindsay. If I don't talk to you, I I, I am talk, I, I will talk to you before then. We're getting, we're having lunch tomorrow. But happy Thanksgiving to you. Happy Thanksgiving. Um, talk to you on the pod soon. How can people check out everything you got going on,
1: both? I'm on Twitter at Crosby Baseball. Show's on Twitter at Locked On Farm. And you can check out Locked On Emily Prospects wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. You can find the Auburn writing at auburndaily.com and the merch at aushirts.com. Yeah, you can find all my written work at auburndaily.com
0: as well. We'll see you tomorrow right here on Locked On Auburn.